Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking about... Bodily fluids. Those juices mm-hmm. you got inside you, baby. Oh, you think you're dry. You're not dry. <laughs> you're mostly juice. It's all wet. Man, it's amazing how much wet's there. You're walking around like a cup of jello. You Sloshing. Fe- you feel solid. You think you look solid, but barely, barely solid just by the grace of your membranes. Right. You just got like all these various liquids that are being suspended on the matrix of the universe. Why? Well, yeah, I mean, that's also true. <laughs> Like in a like in a cosmic sense, right. you are but a drop in the ocean, buddy. I mean, that's let's give it up for that fact as well. <laughs> There's so much wet though to be had on the human being. Like, it's amazing. Sometimes you're like, how is it possible? How, how is there so much wet? How could I pee like nine thousand times a day? And then the rest of your body is made of water too. Why doesn't that water come out? It's... Like you would think all the times I peed that like my mouth would be all dried out. It's not. Yeah, by now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that would be like flaking off, like old fall leaf blown away from all that water I've been peeing out like all day. I do it, I do it every day. That to me is like the greatest indignity of being a human being is being like a constant prisoner to having to go to the bathroom. You, you never get a break from it. You can't do anything once. That's the thing as a human. There's nothing that you can do once that leads to your continued existence. Anything that leads to you continuing to exist is something you got to do over and over. You got to shove pizza in your hole and you got to pee all day long. Right. Oh, man, I hate it. It's like the, it's just the parade of liquids. Liquids, liquids, liquids all the time. So what are bodily fluids? <laughs> there are fluids in your body. Um, <laughs> they are liquids within the human body. Um, and they make up about 60% of your body weight if you're a guy. Or about 55% of your body weight if you're a lady. Which is surprising to me. You'd think that ladies have more water in them. Some waterier than you yeah. are. Uh-huh. Amazing. I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought we would have been equal. Yeah, I would have thought I would have thought maybe I would have more water. People uh, talk about water retention. That yeah, seems to be a lady, a lady problem. Water, water retention. retention. Yeah. But yet it is I who is retaining more water where are you where are you retaining it at i assume in my muscles your big grainy muscles yeah my big grainy muscles you have all those muscle fibers and those to to have turgidity they have to have water in them and they have to move the water in and out you'd think right Mm -hmm. man we are so wet our dryness is truly an illusion um so the exact percentage of fluid relative to body weight is inversely proportional to the percentage of body fat. Okay, so the more body fat you got, the less fluid you got. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so, um, so if you are a lean 160-pound guy, you would have about 42 to 47 liters of water in your body. That is so much. That seems impossible. That seems impossible. That is... 40 21 two liter bottles that is exactly what i was thinking if i was <laughs> i was looking at my leg and thinking well that's like a two that's like a, a couple two liter bottles but then my lower leg is like just a two liter bottle like i'm trying to add them up like that i must be carrying a ton of water 
like around my neck or something. We're like the camels of America. People. The camels of America. We're full of water. We spit. We spit. We just shuffle around slowly. <laughs> you could have intracellular fluid or extracellular fluid. That is like what your body fluids are, right? Yeah. As you would guess, intracellular fluids are ones that are in your cells and extracellular fluid is the fluids that are outside of your cells. And there's basically a two to one ratio between the two. So most of it is inside your cells. Yeah. Uh huh. That's well, that's good. Otherwise, we just slosh and spray every time we whacked our knee on the bed or something. Right. Right. That ma- that explains why we can't feel ourselves sloshing around. That's like we Trillions. are really truly not even meat sacks. We are we are juice boxes. <laughs> We're more. We are. We're like Jello jigglers because. <laughs> All of the water is bound up in our trillions of cells. I wonder how much water. Now, this is this is something interesting. So you contain roughly the same number of bacterial cells as you do human cells. Mm-hmm. But of course, your human cells can be much, much bigger. Sure. So you, an average person might have five or ten pounds ballpark of bacterial cells Mm -hmm. and the rest of it's human cells they're just a they're just a lot smaller i wonder how much of the water in your body is just your bacteria sloshing around gotta be some now think about this think about all the water in your body think about how all that water is in the cells then think about how the other day we were talking about how all the organs in your cells like your organelles are behaving in like intelligent ways Socially, yeah. They have social behaviors and stuff. What if we are actually just aquariums? Well, we we are. The whole inside of us is underwater. Our our little little cells are just like filled with fishy guys. They are. They are. And they're used to being underwater. Mm -hmm. They found a way to, to live on land without leaving the water. They were the smartest ones of all. We are truly their meat cars. We are the meat car for the little sloshy fish in our little aquariums. They're just like a little tiny minnow fish inside of a robot body and inside of their little control chamber, it's all full of water. Right. And think about this. Like, how much of your enjoyment is dependent on you being like a man-sized man? How much of your pleasures could you achieve and be able to enjoy if you were merely the size of like an organelle? Like, you can still have like consciousness and stuff like that you can still like have like your intellectual pursuits and you can still like be able to do whatever maybe these guys are like just way more advanced and like you guys are wasteful you don't need all the calories to be that big you can have like a very fulfilling life as a micro guy yeah i think what you're pitching toward is the idea that all of these tiny organisms came together and worked together so they could so they could do all the stuff that we do like print banner off on computer Uh right right go go uh to canoe store and say the canoes are too expensive and leave without buying canoe right right i've never bought a canoe at the canoe store absolutely not But you've been. Sure. You've uh-huh. been. Your organelles needed to go. They wanted to check them out. <laughs> they were like, you know, maybe you should return to the sea. And then you're like, no, too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's just the thought I have. Just, you know, in the times before, 
you know, I still walk around. I just don't go in any stores unless I really need something, right? Because mm-hmm. it's because it's a pain, and it's the you know the mask, and then there's people without the masks, and then there's the whole environment. And you, j- I just don't like stores and restaurants anymore. It's okay. I just don't like them anymore. But in the before, you would go and you would just be walking around. You'd walk by a strip mall and it would have a canoe store, and you'd be like, "Lol." <laughs> Let's go in. The guy says, can I help you with anything? And you're like, canoes, I guess, bro. (laughs) Whenever I've gone into the canoe store and the guy comes up to me, I'm like, no, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm invisible. And he's like, hello. I'm like, no, I'm not buying a canoe, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I find it very interesting that you and I had very different philosophies about the canoe store. I was just trying to will myself into being invisible. Don't look at me. I'm just here to to rubberneck these canoes. I'm not buying one. Do not... Do not talk to me about it. I'm not even going to entertain the idea of it. Well, what I, yeah. And if the guy, if you go in and the guy, because sometimes the guy is just like, can I help you with anything? And you go and you just give him one sentence and you're like, you know, I just thought I'd browse around. I've never even gotten in a canoe. And if he goes, okay, cool. And then walks away, he doesn't want to talk to you. But sometimes like they're bored and they want to talk to you. And then you could talk to them and you could have a conversation. You could be like, I don't even like any kind of rushing river at all. I don't like outside. (laughs) But I mean, if you go in a canoe store and you tell a guy you hate the rapids, he would be like, he would feel compelled to tell you about the rapids. That's how you start a great conversation. You'd be like, oh, you know what I hate is when the water's too fast. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Why would I get a canoe? The waters are so unpredictable. I just want a nice lazy river experience and all the rivers I have been on have not been lazy. Yes. Yes. The lazy river, two things I like. Mm -hmm. If I am going to have a river experience, my good canoe salesman, what I will do is simply take a trek down the hill to the old Scioto River, which doesn't even look like it's moving. Smells a little bit like crap. (laughs) That's how you know that water isn't even moving. That's stagnant. That's the good stuff. (laughs) It's moving a little bit because it falls over the dam. Yeah, and then it just kind of sits there. That's why I love it. Right, right. I like it because it's like so close to the house that I feel like it's mine. I'm like, that's out of my river. Did I tell you you can get in my river? Get the fuck out of my river. I feel... Who's fishing in my river? Why would you fish in that river? It's like half poop and the other half is like old Dr. Pepper. <laughs> There's no fish in there. <laughs> I don't know what anybody would even be catching because we got a trap. And I looked up the fish and wildlife regulations. You're allowed to trap crayfish. So we got a crayfish trap, loaded it up with some old crab meat that we had in a can. Maybe the I, crayfish didn't like that. Maybe they were like offended. They were like, I'm kind of like a crab. What are you trying to do? I just thought, I thought anything stinky would be good. And then we put yeah. some old pork in there and tossed it in, came back, and all of the food was still there. I was like, well, if nothing, if we didn't even get any tiny fish, like if nothing even came in and ate it and left, like... There can't be that much wildlife in the river. Maybe you found a really shitty spot to put your trap. It's, well, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. You put your trap like down in the middle of the Scioto. We'll try again. We'll try again You need to sometime. get a dinghy and go out into the middle of it. Yeah. And sink it with like a little bobber. 
A little buoy on it, yeah, exactly. That's a lot, see, that's a lot smarter. Would they let you have a buoy in the middle of the Scioto? Is that allowed? The question is not who will let me float a bobber in the middle <laughs> of the river. Who will stop me? <laughs> <laughs> I know your philosophy. I've been married to that shit for a while. <laughs> I just do, I do what I want all the time. Uh-huh. And then if somebody tells me not to do something, I just play dumb. And often, I'll just do it anyway. Uh-huh. My my favorite is when somebody asks for my phone number, and I just go, nah. <laughs> I always give them the wrong phone number. But I have a, I have a wrong phone number that yeah. I always give. And so then when they ask me for my phone number next time, because they put me in their system, then I oh. can give them the same one. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Oh, that's smart. So I still get all those all those frequent flyer points, but I do not have to like tell them anything about myself. Oh. <laughs> See, yeah. See, I just always assumed I was gonna live without like frequent canoe miles. But Well, I really I really like getting at twenty percent off at the grocery store. I really like getting my Alta points. Yeah. Alta has the wrong phone number for me. Well if you think about it, cosmetic products are Ulta's bodily fluid, just like the river is the bodily fluid of the earth herself. Everybody has a bodily fluid. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So what so what in a and we're just talking about people today. Okay, sure. Yes. Well in general we're talking about people. We could philosophically talk about anything. This is garbage brain. <laughs> But we're talking about people and like their dick liquids and stuff, yeah. So what kind of fluids are inside a person? Oh my God, can I tell you about them? I'll tell you about it. There's like 10 of them maybe. Blood is the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, Urine. That's what I was talking about earlier. You always got to pee. Yeah. Saliva. Semen. Uh Vaginal fluids. Yeah. Uh, Mucus. Lymph. Earwax. And cerebrospinal fluid. That's a rare one. Uh-huh. You don't... Oh, if you see that one, you fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Every year, like, my allergies, like, as I get older, my allergies just keep getting worse and worse and worse until I feel like I always have allergies. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I get, like, and it's probably going to be starting soon, is, like, my fall allergy symptom is that I will have constant runny nose. But it is, like, water. It is, like, absolutely transparent, and it is completely the texture of water. And it just is never-ending. And, like, if I bend over to tie my shoes, it will, like, run out of my nose. And every year I have it, and I'm like, oh, I fucking bet it's cerebrospinal fluid. I bet you I fucking did something to myself. (laughs) My fucking brain juice coming out of my nose. What is happening? What did I do? Because I have, like, that, like, you know, I always assume, like, it's something extremely unlikely. Yeah. I'm like, no, I need, my brain needs to soak in that. No. (laughs) 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 But after happen, I mean, that hasn't happened, like, recently because it happened so often. And I I freaked out about my cerebrospinal fluid enough times that I realized that it's probably fine. If if my leaking... (laughs) cerebrospinal fluids haven't killed me by now that i think i'm probably gonna be fine you're good you'll be good for a while yeah yeah uh i have been having like a very uh lymphy week this week though my my lymph has been the situation this week so what is lymph lymph is a fluid that flows through your lymphatic system which are channels and nodes that will deliver fluid to your tissues and circulate like fluids throughout your body i feel like i don't know a lot about it because i feel like you always see blood 
Uh-huh. And blood is the main thing. And they tell you, well, your blood circulates around. Then at some point, they're like, yeah, you have lymph nodes, you have lymph. It's just this glop that kind of goes through your body. And you're like, how? And they're like, I don't know, pipes. <laughs> yes, it's like it's like interstitial fluid and shit like that, right? You know, like goes through your body and then it gets cleaned by your lymph nodes and it will mix with your blood. So lymph is a part of your blood in addition to being like flowing through the rest of your body. Oh, so it goes, so it mixes with like the, the solvent juice of your blood. Well, I think that it is the solvent juice of your blood. Like lymph is like the part of your blood that does not have red blood cells in it or anything like that. Okay. But like you could have lymph like in like it could collect in your joints or like whatever like, you can get swelling or edema or whatever and that's like like uh, the lymph is collecting in your extremities instead of being returned to your circulation system. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I got a tattoo last week though and it was a pretty big one and they had the bag like the little stick a stick a bag on it. Yeah. And it was just like totally filled with lymph for days and I was just feeling it slosh around and it was repulsive. Absolutely repulsive. So when you get something like a tattoo, when you have an injury or something like that, I guess it damages like the lymph capillaries. Well, I think the thing is with tattoos is that they go it goes into your skin but it doesn't really go far enough to get into your veins and stuff. And so it does not open your skin up enough for you to have blood come out. Oh, but lymph can yeah, come out because yeah. it's like more watery. Is and there's like idea? and it's like in the in the areas of in between in your body as opposed oh, to okay. always it's like everywhere. Okay. But yeah, and so when you get a tattoo, like you don't really get like red blood that much and you don't get like scabs, like red scabs like if you skin your knee, but you would get lymph. That's what comes out. And it just comes out and comes out and comes out forever. Forever and ever. It's really disgusting. Have you been more thirsty? Does it take a lot of water to make up that lymph? Um, I haven't noticed, but like I don't pay attention to that stuff that much. I'll be real with you. <laughs> I'm still alive, man. Am I more thirsty or less thirsty? If I'm feeling thirsty, I'll take a squig. And if I'm not, I don't. And I don't keep track. <laughs> so uh, lymph is, uh, like I said, interstitial fluid um, in your blood and surrounding cells. And they lymph will also transport fats from your digestive system and proteins and all that kind of stuff. So they have, like, little jobs they do. Okay. Um, but it's just liquid. There's no like blood cells. There's no like lymph lymph cells. Um, I, no, I don't like... think no. It changes the, the the breakdown of what's in your lymphs is dependent on what's going on with you. Okay. And also, your lymphatic system is like really similar to your circulatory system, but they, it does it doesn't have a pump. And so, in order for your lymphatic system to work, it has to use like gravity and your muscles contracting. And your your breathing, like the just the motions of your body, that is the pump for your lymphatic system. Oh, okay. And so that's why if you're like someone who will just like sit there and then just sit there forever and ever and ever and ever and like never move at all, that's why you like you might get like swelling and stuff from that. Okay, so your lymph will just pool like in your calves. That's why sometimes you'll see you'll see folks who have real big swollen calves. Yeah, yeah. And the, the implication is that they're not moving, which would return the lymph to their system. Well, yeah, I mean, they have other problems too, but that yeah. contributes to it. But you have between 400 and 800 lymph nodes, which seems like quite the span. I really, the only ones I know of are the ones in your neck and your armpits. Those are the ones that doctors you have them always... have in your groin, I think, too. 
Yeah. You probably have them. Let's look at where they where they are. So they're like everywhere. They they're like lining on your rib cage. They're like going down your middle pillar. <laughs> they are like in your groin. They're in your armpit. They're in your neck. Um, I'm sure they're other places too. But they're yeah, like, by your kidneys, looks like just kind of everywhere where you've got something happening. Right, you got hell ones like up around your shoulders and in your armpits, cause probably cause there's like a lot of muscle motion there. I would imagine that would encourage your your lymph moving through those areas. But yeah, lymph nodes, man, and you get them, and they they just fucking node it up, and they they filter your lymph, and then your lymph stays like very cool and very crass. Squeaky clean lymph. Mm-hmm. Right, right. My my lymph was not squeaky clean. It was black. Because you were getting a tattoo. Yeah, right. It was disgusting, though. <laughs> what, what other bodily fluids do you know about personally as a man? What about a man's special bodily fluids that every man has? <laughs> Crying? <laughs> Crying. <laughs> no one's... Ladies cry too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about seminal fluid, the most grossest fluid. Yeah. I that's the grossest one. Yeah. You know what? I don't think it would it would be as gross if it didn't shoot out at you. If there wasn't like that element of surprise with it. Like pew, pew, like if it just like slowly trickled the whole time, that would be better, yeah. I think. Like an elephant in heat. <laughs> I've never seen an elephant in heat, but... Their dicks get... We talked about this on our episode about elephants, but their dicks get so wet that they just go moldy. Oh, yeah, and they drag on the ground and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just talking about, like, I think that, like, jizz in general would be, would be more elegant if it was a slow dribble as opposed to getting shot like a shot like a water gun. It <laughs> also... <weird>. It... <laughs> Well, everything about it seems really aggressively gross. Yeah. Like, it has a a smell to it, and I guess purportedly there are components of it that are amines that are similar to what you would get from, like, a decaying body, like a corpse. Right, right. I mean, minor components, but all the same. I said if it was just a dribble, man, it'd be so much easier to, so much more elegant. And the texture of it. Yeah, like crunchy. Crunchy. <laughs> Has the crunchy bits in it. <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, a buddy of mine. We were all uh, we were sitting around playing cards, and uh, you know I got a bunch of friends that are my age, maybe a little bit older, and we were talking about this a few years back. We were talking about how we got vasectomies, just because. That's what you do, yeah. That's what you do when you're married to a woman and you don't want to have any more kids, but you want a raw dog. Let's right, just raw be, dog and owns. Let's just be honest. That's what that's what's going on. And also, there's like you know, it's less it's less intrusive. It's cheaper. It's easier. Right, ladies. If you, and, if and it's man, division of labor. Right, division ladies. Labor. If your man loves you, he'll get you. He'll get you a vasectomy because they own. Right. So and you get to raw dog for the rest of your life and never have to think about it ever again. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Best invention. And so we're all <laughs> we're all talking about it. My buddy had something happen. They gave him an old, 
he had his done a few years before I did mine, and they gave him some old painkiller that got taken off the market, and he fell over and almost died. But the, the surgery was fine. They gave him some shitty painkiller that they don't give people anymore. Some other people were talking about it. And then one of my buddies is like, you know, so after you get it, I mean, what is it like? You know, when, you know... And and he was like very skittish. He he didn't want to talk about. He didn't want to say nut. He didn't want to say nut or ejaculation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's nothing. And he was like, oh yeah, so it's the same. And I was like, no, it's just like a little poof of dust. Nothing comes out. <laughs> and just for just for like two seconds, he had the most horrifying look on his face. Like we were all like he was. He had no idea. He was sitting around this oval-shaped table with, like, eight other guys who just shot a brief puff of air out when they were finished. Right, right. So, I mean, would that be a deal-breaker for you if you if that was true? No, I don't care. Why would you care? I don't care about anything. Right. I think that I think that a nut is a nut, regardless. I can't imagine that if I was shooting shit across the room that it would be any better than if I wasn't. I mean, the... This the physical sensation of doing it is fine, but I mean that's not really what that's not really what you're after. And we reassured him. We were like, "Look, there's fluid produced by the Cowper's glands. There's fluid produced by the prostate." Right. <laughs> like went through all of the components of semen to him, and we're like, you know, the actual sperm, which is carried through the vas deferens makes up like 1% of the volume, some negligible part of the volume. So if you are concerned about your load size, which you apparently are... You need to bust loads, man. Your load is going to be the same, my man. <laughs> if, you're con- if you're really concerned about it, just drink an extra cup of water before you go in, I guess. I mean, I know. I, I'm most concerned with busting massive loads. <laughs> It has just never occurred to me that I, I need what? to that I need to increase it. I'm spoiled by the fact that I worked such a long time, like in selling pornography and doing like stuff like that. Because I've seen like so many of those advertisements where it's like I don't know what the hell kind of supplement it is, but there's some kind of supplement that is supposed to make you have larger loads. I'm like, why would you want that? If I found that in your stuff, I would be so annoyed with you. <laughs> There's so, <laughs> there, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of supplements to increase your load size, and most of them basically don't work. Right. Because all of the fluids, it's not like you can... Like, if you wanted to force yourself to take a giant shit, you could eat a lot more food. Right, right. <laughs> There's no way to force... It's not like a pipe. Where one of the end is is ejaculation. That is all coming from glands. Right. What if you need to massage your glands? What if? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a naturopathic way for you to guarantee to increase your load size. <laughs> Some kind of physical therapy you could do. I'm, like some kind of weird squat exercises or something. I mean, I I don't know. It's just <laughs> you I make exercise videos. <laughs> I should. Yes, because you're so you have a very masculine aura. Yeah. You have to make exercise videos where you show like different kinds of like squat exercises and stuff that dudes can do to increase their load size. 
And all the guys would buy it, and then none of them would admit it when it didn't work. I think that's the key, is you are not going to... First of all, you would need like a control experiment. So you would need to collect and analyze. I don't think anybody is going to be like shooting off into a graduated cylinder. So then <laughs> I they would can... if I was a guy. <laughs> Whack it on the counter. Pop, pop, pop. I like the picture you have in your mind of of what it's like to have. My picture in my mind of what it's like to have a dick is like indistinguishable from the picture in my mind of what it would be like to wear a strap on. Oh, so you would just go around banging it on stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. See what's up. See what's up with it. <laughs> Boom, pop, pop, pop. Whack in the face with it. Increase your load, decrease your load. Would you? Would you? You think you might go through a spate where you would decrease your load? I would. Um, I would see how. I would see what the max load was. I would see what my natural, like God-given load size was. <laughs> <laughs> I would get the estimate on like my my baseline load size, right? Yeah. And then I would probably try to increase it first, since there seems to be more options and things to try in order to have that happen and then i would do see how much load i could get <laughs> and then i would try to decrease my load and i would go like on a zen quest to, to zero load zero load man the nut is dry it's a very dry <laughs> nut the dry roasted nut <laughs> it'll truly be just a pff, little bit of very you could go quantum you could have zero point nut yeah right just like a little toop, just like a little poof of sand baking powder confectioner sugar. <laughs> something like that very dry you know what i always say is that you know like i like a dry boy i don't want a wet boy <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't come to me when you want a hug if you're a wet boy i don't want that and so like that's very uh <laughs> that's very scarface say hello to my dry boy <laughs> You came to step to me as a wet boy today. What was that about? I just got out of the shower. You wanted a hug as a wet boy? What was that about? Was yeah. that like a power move? No, I was, I was just all wet. <laughs> it seemed like you were trying to you're trying to contest my my place of power in the house, trying to uh, assert your dominance. No, you just you weren't you weren't uh you didn't look like you were doing anything where you were busy, so So you wanted to get me wet? No. <laughs> The, the wet stuff was incidental, but you were very distressed, so I you know, I, I apologized. You had to be a dry boy. I like a dry boy. Yeah, decrease your load to zero. I think that could be... Everybody is always like... The most recent one I saw was a product called Ball Refill. Because, you know, I did, I did through Amazon. I find all this bullshit on okay, Amazon. Okay, okay, okay. So what, what is in Ball Refill? What is in it? What is... What is in that? All of these products are combinations of amino acids, minerals, and herbal compounds. So what is the opposite of those? That's a that's a good question. I think you would want to find something that would decrease your amount of free amino acids and strip your body of necessary minerals. <laughs> 
That's what it, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And instead of supplying, you know, a, a sort of spectrum of organic compounds through herbal means, you would want to remove those from your body. So a diet of just plain water and activated charcoal, probably. <laughs> so just drinking that gray water, just activated charcoal in water just all day long and just strip it, strip it, strip it. Right. Maybe give, maybe do a diuretic to flush out all the excess water right. from your body. Cause if you're- You'd if be you're, looking grainy in yeah. addition to those yeah. dry nuts. Yeah. Ladies would be lining up to suck it. The legendary guy with the dry nut. Yeah, you, you would. <laughs> I mean, I- Your dick I, would be chapped. You think it would? Why? Because everyone would be like, I just need to suck off this guy with the dry nut. I just need to see it for myself. That seems like a terrible curse to have. <laughs> just everybody trying to grab at you and trying to shove your body in their mouth. That is horrifying. That's right. so that's so bad. Strangers strangers putting like if you were in the park and some lady came up to you in the park and stuck your hand in her mouth. You would run. <laughs> you would ru I would run. I would, if I didn't run, I would take at least three steps back and I would be like, I need to go wash my hands. <laughs> like, I cannot deal with this. And if she started coming after me, I'd probably run because I don't know what she's doing. I have, I had this friend who told me the story about going, she went to some strip club. And this is the reason I've never gone to a strip club because I do not need this energy in my life. But <laughs> my friend said she went to a strip club one time and she was getting a lap dance and she was being like very cute about it. And the stripper reached down into her drawers and stuck her finger in her vagina and then stuck her finger in my friend's mouth. And she said that she almost fucking puked. <laughs> That is awful. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm never going to a strip club. You can't do that to a stranger. They did. They did it to her. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't just, it wasn't just a little, it wasn't a pantomime. She actually went in. She stuck her finger in up in her crack and then stick it in her mouth. <laughs> There's not, you can't do any part of that. I'll try. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is not a visual medium. <laughs> well, we know we know each other, so it would be surprising, but not. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be complaining. No, it it would be it would be funny. Be like, Natalie, you're being really nasty. Stop it. <laughs> it would be funny, but we have a history between us. Yeah, right, we do. Uh -huh. So, uh, vaginal fluid is also a bodily fluid. It is, coincidentally. You know, though, that uh, vaginal fluid is, like, it doesn't have as much going on as, as men's semen does. It's not very locomotive. It doesn't, boy, if it shot out. <laughs> uh, vaginal fluids, like vaginal lubrication is a naturally produced fluid that lubricates your vagina. And it is always present, but production increases when you're ovulating or when you are aroused. And then sometimes you have vaginal dryness, in which case you will need to use lubrication. And then did you know 
But it's not it's not as complex as as semen. It doesn't specifically have stink compounds no. and a bunch of different a bunch of different components of it. Isn't it, it similar to mucus? Okay, so uh, your 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 vaginal lining has no glands in it. It is glandless. And so what is the main lubrication source is when your vagina gets engorged and plasma leaks through it. Like blood plasma? Yeah. Wow. That is what makes it the main lubrication source. And then there are two glands uh, near the opening of your vagina called the Bartholin's glands that secrete mucus that augment the vaginal wall secretions that come from your engorgement causing plasma to leak through your vagina. I didn't realize so much of it was plasma. We both, I'm gonna, we both gotta drink extra water. That's all I drink, it's the only thing I drink. Yeah. I drink water and Virgil's. That's just, yeah, and Virgil's is mostly water. Yeah, and I only I don't even drink that much Virgil's. I'll have like a Virgil or two a day. Mostly water though. It's a little pricey, it's kind of fancy cola. Yeah, and it's not cola, it's cherry, because I have a cola problem. If it was cola, then I would just be back on the horse. <laughs> That's a that's a bodily fluid that you don't talk about is Diet Coke. That was that used to be my main bodily fluid. That used to be your number one, probably by volume or weight, the number one thing you put in your body for decades. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I quit. I haven't have I haven't been buying Diet Coke. What, how long has it been now? I don't know. It's been a while because time is meaningless. Maybe it was last month that I quit. Maybe it was like months and months ago, but I can't I can't be sure. It's impossible to say. We are living in a liminal space. I've never seen like such an extended liminal space ever. Like usually liminal spaces you pass through them real quick or they don't last that long, right? Yeah, like that week after 9-11 and then that kind of cleared up. Woo! Ooh, shook that off. I mean, that was probably a couple months. I remember November still being a little weird. I remember December being a little weird. Like it took us a second to walk, to shake that one off. But like the never ending pandemic is like a very interesting liminal space in which like I feel like it's an opportunity. I know that. Okay. I know that there's all the fucking people who like to write on the internet and being like, yeah, it's self-care. Self-care means don't do anything. But uh, I really do feel like the pandemic is an opportunity to like maybe try to be more introverted and in, in, in more introspective and moving more inward in terms of your things you're doing and trying to improve yourself and improve how you are as a person and improve your habits because time is meaningless right now like you could really like you just you do something for two or three days and you can't remember if you've been doing it for your whole life and it just sticks It's true. Like this is that that to me is the reason why that that now is perfect. This is about the fact that we are in a time trap where time is absolutely meaningless because we have nothing to look forward to and we have nothing to do and it is like constantly waiting for nothing. That is what I'm talking about. I it it continues to strike me how it continues to strike me that if I didn't still have to pay all the bills and didn't continue to have to make car payments and pay for electricity and for my telephone that it would be a lot more fun yeah i would uh-huh. you could take more time to do stuff but you still have to do all your stuff you have to do you just can't take any time off to like see your friends or go anywhere mm-hmm. so anyway give me another bodily fluid i don't think <laughs> i don't think uh, 
Penis and Pizone are the only ones. There's lots of other ones. There's Spit. Spit is a very popular one. I I hate spitting. I really do not like <laughs> spitting. I would say out of all of the bodily fluid ejections that you could see, I think spitting is probably the one you see the most of, and it's, it's deliberate. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really bad. It's deliberate because when people are spitting, you see them spit, and they're doing it on purpose. Yes. And their spit is all full of their mouth stuff and their breathing. Uh-huh. And it's gross. Sometimes it's like a hawker. That's disgusting. I grew up more in the country where dudes would just spit. Everyone would fucking spit. Always. They would spit and spit and spit. And some people would chew, chaw, and spit and spit and spit and spit Yeah, and spit. that's what I was just going to say is I remember when I was a kid, people would chew tobacco. Or even if they smoked, it would make them spit. So there was a lot more spitting. And you don't see it that much anymore. Which maybe means that when you do see it, you're like, fuck! What's wrong with <laughs> what you, are you, you fucking doing? animal? That's what I always think. Whenever I see someone spit, I'm like, hmm. I, 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 you were ranked at a certain level with me, and now you dropped like 20 points. And I mean, I went I went to high school, and it was in the suburbs of a city, but we were still, I guess we were still far enough out that, I mean, there would be people dipping in school, and if they could hide it, they would get a Mountain Dew bottle and spit into the bottle. But I remember all one year in like some history class or some shit i sat behind some guy who would just spit dip directly into the carpet because the classroom was carpeted it had like that (laughs) industrial carpet Mm -hmm. and he would every single day he would spit dip into the carpet and it was just like every few minutes yeah this brown spit glob he would wait until the teacher turned around then he would put his head down kind of like he was resting and just go right down, like right, you couldn't even see it unless you were like right next to him. And by the end of the year, that carpet just had a like a moldy looking, just brown stain that was like a foot and a half wide. If I saw that kid doing that, if I was sitting near a kid doing that, I would have kicked him in his head. I swear to fucking God, this is the most fucking repulsive shit in the world. It's like that guy I used to work with when I worked at CVS who was like some old dude. And he would have a bottle he carried around with him all the time and he would spit into it all day long. And he would leave his spit bottles everywhere in the fucking store. And it would just, it would infuriate me. I was absolutely infuriated. I was like known for being the one who fucking hated Sanford's spit bottle so fucking much. <laughs> I'm just saying his name because I'm pretty sure he's not around anymore. I don't think he listens to this. He doesn't, li- he doesn't listen to this podcast and I, I, he's probably not alive anymore. At this particular point, if I had to guess. I mean, he was old and he was doing tobacco and it's 20 years later, so probably not. Right. And he also had some shit going on with he, he had He was a basket case in general. So what? So what is spit made up of? Um, it is extracellular fluid. So it, I guess I suppose it's sim- similar to any other interstitial fluid that is secreted by your salivary glands. It is 98% water, and then it has electrolytes, mucus, white blood cells, epithelial cells, enzymes, antimicrobial agents, and lysozymes. So the enzymes are the one that are the ones that start breaking down food when it's in your mouth. Like right. if you eat a cracker, you can take a cracker, and if you keep chewing a cracker as your spit comes out of your salivary glands and you chew it and chew it, the the complex carbs of the cracker break down to some small degree 
into simple sugars, and so it begins to taste sweet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very simple science experiment you can do while eating a cracker. <laughs> yes, I love a cracker experiment. <laughs> um, the antimicrobial agents are probably why you always want to lick your your boo-boos. Oh, uh, well, the... I think that's that's been postulated before. Yeah, I mean animals do that too. Yeah, right. We're animals. Think about it. Uh, how much spit do you think that a human being makes in a day? I don't know. I'll tell you. We're talking about spit, and now I'm feeling myself salivating because I'm thinking about spit. <laughs> yeah. Like you never you never think about your blood and then look down and you're bleeding. Yeah. But saliva. I don't know if it's just so close to your brain or what. You have control over it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you start thinking about eating some real hot peppers or you start thinking about I th- having... I think about lemons. That's what always what gets me going. Oh, if lemons. I need spit. Oh, God. If you need... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a go-to for when I need spit. Well, I've just. <laughs> I guess I have a more interesting life than you do. <laughs> I, well, I, have, I have just incidentally noticed that when I think about food, now I'm, I'm now I'm gonna have to figure out what my go-to is. Lemons work for me really well. Lemons, okay. Well, anyway, I'm salivating now. How much saliva does? I'm having to swallow my spit now. So embarrassing. <laughs> How much saliva does a person make um, in a day? Yeah. Uh, probably eight ounces, like a cup. 1,500 milliliters. One and a half liters of spit. Is that 1,500 milliliters? Yeah. Oh, well, guess what, bitch? A liter and a half. So, <laughs> so three tall boys <laughs> of spit every day. Every day. So most of it you just drink, right? Uh-huh. And then your body takes the water back out. Uh-huh. So that's kind of a nice little recycling. It's, a, it's like the... um. I'm still salivating way too much. It's gross. What do you think <laughs> about... You're spitting my hands! <laughs> what do you think about the idea of spitting into your hand, like for a non-medical purpose, is so wretched to me. That is so super gross to me. I'm sorry. I was just trying to help you out. You're having some problems. What's the opposite of lemon? What do you think of when you want to when you want to dry it out? I want to dry it out. I never want to dry it out. I gotta stay wet, baby. <laughs> Everything on the outside is dry, but inside's pure wet. Yeah. It's like the oceans keep it in balance i need to be like totally in balance and my vibes have to be right and has to be totally wet on the inside and totally dry on the outside can't beat it (sighs) you really can't 1500 mls of spit a day sounds like so fucking much that is crazy to me did you know that spit is like really important to you being able to taste stuff because it's like a solvent and when you're chewing on stuff, it will like dissolve all of the flavor compounds in the foods that you're eating so you're able to taste it more. Oh no, I didn't think about that. So if you have dry mouth, it can make it so you you can't taste food that well. Oh, well that sucks, shit. And then if that happens, you just get saliva spray. <laughs> spray it in your mouth. With every bite. Go to town. 
Do they, is it artificial or do they get it from volunteers like blood? I think it's artificial because I've used like biotin and stuff like that before. The Red Cross spit drive. I would go to that. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I make a liter and a half of that shit a day. Wait, bitches. do that. Do your spit noise again. That's such a cute, that is such a nice little spit noise. Most, yeah. That's a spit fishing noise. That's a, that's the only time it's acceptable to spit, in my opinion. Like when you spit in a pond to make the fish come up and eat it? Yep. Yep. That's still pretty gross. <laughs> the fish are dumb and I love to see a fish for free. <laughs> so it's a so it's an acceptable price to pay for a free look at a fish. <laughs> Come on me. up, let me get a gander at this one. <laughs> see the mouth go off. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. They, they always think it's a bug, and it's not. <laughs> but they're gonna think the next one's a bug too. Watch. <laughs> Sometimes though, I would go and play. I would give them hot dogs. Yeah, well, they after that, they have to come to the surface. What if it's a fucking hot dog, man? Little coins of hot dogs? They, lo- yeah. they love them. That's my relationship with fish. <laughs> What's your relationship with fish? Have you ever had a relationship with it? No. So my relationship with fish cam- comes from me hating camping. And so, like, my family wanted to go camping, like, every weekend. And, I- and so I would, like, go off somewhere by myself, which was usually, like, the little pond where you can, like, rent a paddle boat. And then I would paddle out into the middle of the pond by myself, and I would just spit all afternoon. Yeah, unless you had hot dogs. And then, yeah, unless I had hot dogs, and I would steal a couple hot dogs and kind of up and do that. Well, that explains why you could spit for a whole afternoon if you were making a liter and a half of spit every day. Right, I would bring out, I would bring snacks with myself. <laughs> bring a little, little drink, a little snack, a little hot dog for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Then they really love to spit when it tastes like hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Me and the fish, you're having a moment. We were like, we become one. Like I was the fish lady and they were the fish. (laughs) I can't believe you never had a relationship with a fish. Uh, We've been talking about all these different gross things, right? We've been talking about nut. We've been talking about vaginal secretions. We've been talking about spit. Talking about lymph. <laughs> you know what, in my opinion, is the fucking most grossest bodily fluid, hands down, without competition what? in the world. The fucking grossest one is fucking earwax. Really? I think earwax is disgusting. Why is that, do you think? Think about it. Think about seeing an old cotton ball in a trash can that someone had in their ear when they had an ear infection and it's all waxy and, like, ear fluids. That's the grossest shit in the world. I mean, yeah, it is pretty pretty gross, but earwax is just so solid. It doesn't seem, like, gloopy. Yeah, and also I had, like, a really bad time one time with some earwax. Did I ever tell you the story of my bad time with the earwax? When it got impacted on your eardrum? No. No, that was when I was a kid. Uh, I was working at the graphic design place when I was in high school. And I had my own office in my own desk with my own pens and stuff in it. And I came to work one day, and I'm a pen chewer. That's what I did. Oh, no. I'm a pen chewer. And I was at my desk, and I was sitting there working, and I went to chew my pen. And I was like, oh, why does my pen taste so awful? Someone came to my desk and stuck my pen in their ear. And then put it back and in I your desk. And put it in my drawer. And then I put it in my mouth. Oh. I threw that pen away and I put the next pen in my mouth instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the root of why I think earwax is so That's disgusting. That's probably now. why. That's probably why. That's yeah. 
I was I, I felt betrayed. I've never eaten earwax. That's is disgusting. It's the worst, absolute worst. I think I think it's very experiential. Yeah, right. Unless unless you have not had any kind of disgusting experience with any bodily fluid, in which case I would say, are you really living your life? Right. If you're not being exposed to your bodily fluids and the bodily fluids of others, what are you doing out there in this great big world? Right. Can you look at my ear? My ears are clean. You see any wax in my ear? I, I mean, no, I can't. I'm not looking inside them. It's dark. I mean, I'm... I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your ear. What's up? I was just saying, it doesn't have any wax in it. I run a tight ship. No wax in the ears. So what's earwax made of? I mean, it's not... It's called wax. But it's, it's called cerumen. And it is a brown, orange, red, yellowish, or gray waxy substance that is secreted in your ear canal. And it protects your skin and your ear and assists in cleaning and lubrication and keeps bacteria and fungi and water out of your ear. So it's just basically a slow drip of this very thick shit. Yeah, and it's like dead skin cells and hair and cerumen secretions. And sebaceous secretions, and it is made of like long chain fatty acids and squalene and cholesterol and stuff like that. Oh, squalene is uh, like shark oil. Uh huh. Right. So it's like all kinds of stuff that's just gets squirted out of your old ear holes. So it's kind of like a fly paper. Like anything going in will just get stuck in the sludge and then eventually make its way out of your ear. Yeah, huh? your ear perks it out. Okay. So there are two types of earwax, right? Mm-hmm. There is the wet type, which is like European people will usually have that, right? Yeah. Uh, African people will usually have wet earwax. Um, and then East Asians, Southeast Asians, Native Americans... Um, Central Asians, Pacific Islanders will have dry earwax. And so their earwax is not disgusting like ours. They have, in my opinion, probably the superior earwax. And that's the one where I know that in Asia they have people that'll be on the street corner and they'll just get a little metal tool and they'll scrape it out. Yeah. And it's real easy to clean out. It's not... It's like just, just hard. You fuck it out. It's like picking a booger as opposed to having a bunch of stringy mucus. Yeah. It's easier. Easier to clean out. Sticky, yucky, gross, wet wax. So gross. So disgusting. So if we did not have earwax, our ears would be very dry and itchy because your earwax kind of works in the same way as your tears in your eyes. Okay. And again, they say that you shouldn't stick anything in your ears. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. Well, they say you can push stuff further into your ear canal, but I feel like if you're just taking something and jamming it into your ear, of course you're going to push stuff into your ear canal. If you are very gently taking a Q-tip and going around the edge of your ear hole to remove big chunks of wax, that seems to be reasonable, right? Right. I'm not going to take a Q-tip and stick it all the way into my ear until it touches my eardrum, obviously. I've done that before. <laughs> I mean, it was painful, right? Yeah, I was always a shock. Uh-huh. Like, oh no! Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. touch that! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should, not, you should not do that. I like to live on the edge. It's a little danger. <laughs> Thinking about lemons. <laughs> I just need a little extra spit. <laughs> So we all we all know what P is. P is <laughs> water yeah. in in urea, yeah. which is like the byproduct of nitrogen metabolism. Right, right. 
Did you know women used to stand up to pee? Uh, no. I they mean, I, I guess you could. Yeah. He used to do it all the time. Because they used to wear, like, those long dresses with no underpants underneath it. And they would just... Oh, they would just let her rip. Yeah. Yeah, smart. That's life. You'd have wet legs, though, wouldn't you? You, you tell me. <laughs> I feel like I would have, I, I, I probably would end up with, like, at least, like, a dribble of pee down one of my legs, and it would drive me crazy all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I'm sorry, I need to stop behind this tree and wipe my leg up. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta dribble. Yeah, I think people are a lot more tolerant of, like, wet legs, dirty, <laughs> dirty body, body not, smell. Back then they were. If you were in ancient Rome, you'd be drinking your water out of lead pipes, a little bit of pee on your leg, nothing wrong. Everything cool. Right. Give me some uh, uh, tetradrachms. <laughs> Give me a few tetradrachms. Let me head down, watch the gladiators whip a lion. <laughs> I think the gladiators are going to win this time. I got a little... <laughs> got, got some money on the gladiator this time. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking down to the Coliseum with a little pee on my leg. What's up? <laughs> Did you know that in the 16th century, uh, the English and the Dutch used to toast people's health by drinking pee? Yeah, it sounds like something the English would they do. They called them flap dragons. Oh, <laughs> a flap dragon sounds like some urban dictionary <laughs> shit, like a rusty trombone. And it's like when you, flap dragons is when you drink pee for your friend's health. <laughs> that's awful. It's caca, it's yucky time to sick me out. What did you learn today about all the gross stuff about your gross body? We make so much saliva. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe most of us just make a normal amount of saliva, like maybe a cup, and maybe you're throwing off the average because all day long you think about lemons. Because <laughs> I, well, I need more. <laughs> you're just thinking about le- <laughs> cutting an old lemon up, sucking the juice out, start drooling. Uh-huh. Yeah, that works every time. You know who never has to think about lemons to get those saliva glands running? <laughs> Corey Grella. <laughs> she, and I don't think I'm exaggerating here, is a spit master. <laughs> we talked about that before, how she would spit up into the air. And yeah. fly up in the air, and then she would catch it back in her mouth. And yeah. And she would spit it back. And when she does spit fishing. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole other level. It's like Olympic I'm, level spit fishing. It's like the difference between me falling off the diving board and a guy doing a jackknife and three triple twirls. You know what I'm saying? Right. She really, if you're ever in the, the northern part of America and you got some fish you want to see, give her a ring. Right, right. And you know, if you actually want to have some lemons, <laughs> but you you can't find any locally. <laughs> oh, so you had to have them shipped to you in the mail. Yeah, but you're like worried. Little house in the prairie. Yeah, but you're worried they're not going to get to your little house in the condition you want. No, so you need packets. Hazel Technologies packets are going to allow you to get your lemons, real lemons, to your house on the prairie, not mental lemons. <laughs> Ready for you to sniff and spit. <laughs> Fantastic. And last, but nowhere near least, if you want a great big clear beautiful reservoir to go spit fishing in <laughs> uh, they have one in harlem township harlem township 
northeast of Columbus, Ohio, Central Ohio's premier Delaware County-based township destination for your fun and flirty summer. Uh, you know, do you think they have a gazebo there? It seems like somewhere where they would have a gazebo. They for sure have at least a dozen gazebos in Harlem Township. We should go down there one time and count them. Go roll around. Roll around. Do it FBI style with the infrared camera out by the curb. Play Where's Gazebo. (laughs) Take a picture of ourselves with everyone in Harlem Township. Yeah, there are no trespassing laws in Harlem Township. That's uh, another bonus. I don't know if we've mentioned before, but... uh, I think they have trespassing laws. They just don't apply to us. They just don't enforce them on us. (laughs) Because we are their favorites. Yeah, it's so nice of them. Thanks again to everybody for sponsoring our podcast. If you want to become a sponsor, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Or if you want to just join our inner circle and be part of our club, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Five bucks a month gets you all the paid episodes you never heard, plus access to our Discord chat room, where all magic happens. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you.